Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I'm Paul Stevenson. Now today is May 28th and it's a nice day that's all completely linked because celebrating his 77th birthday today is Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, legendary singer and songwriter John Fogarty from Credence Clearwater Revival. And for today's big story, we're focusing on CCR on this day in 1968. Yes, on this day in 1968, Credence Clearwater Revival released their self-titled debut album. And with me to talk more about this release is Lance Ingram from yesterday's concert. So Lance, give us a bit of a background to the band and where they were when this first album came out. Yeah, the debut self-titled album by Credence Clearwater Revival is quite the direction shift for the band for their first album. Previously, they'd been known as the Gollywogs, but because of the racial implications of the name, they decided to change it to Credence Clearwater. And this is where we really start to see the band stepping into who they would become. You start to get that swamp music that they're known for, despite being California Dreamers. Most notably, the, the hit song Suzy Q was where the band really started to hone this, this sound that they became known for. If you go back and listen to the, the original by Dale Hawkins, it's more in the vein of the mid to late 50s blues sound. Even with the, the Rolling Stones cover version of it, it's still kind of in that vein. It's not really taking it outside of what it was written to be. But Credence puts a little bit more twang on it. You get to hear that in the guitar and especially in Fogarty's voice. That's where you really start to notice how this band is shifting from more of a pop band to the swamp, southern rock kind of thing. This was also a thing that was a lot bigger in earlier music than it is today where bands would mostly cover other artists. I mean, if you take an, an artist like Elvis Presley who never wrote his own song, everything was a cover. This was not an uncommon thing back then. Most bands would rework other artists' material without writing their own. I mean, even the Beatles' first couple of albums are not fully original art. But where Credence Clearwater really succeeded was putting their own mark on these two songs. But like I was mentioning earlier, the Rolling Stones version is more derivative of the original, whereas Credence Clearwater took their own take on it and really developed their sound on someone else's song. Indeed, and from that moment on, the monster that was kind of Credence Clearwater Revival was unleashed and hit song after hit song followed. So give us a quick wrap-up of, of what came next then. What we see next on their second album, Bayou Country, is that it's almost like they took the success of Suzy Q and what was made it successful, that swampy sound, and said, we're going to make an entire album just based around this sound. So then you get songs like Born on the Bayou, Keep on Chuglin', Proud Mary, and that really starts to define the band and what they're known for even to this day. Their debut self-titled album came out in 1968. And by 1970, the band had already put out four albums. And that's when we get Cosmos Factory. By many considered their most definitive album. But by this point, they'd already had several hits and were a well-established band. But this is the album that really defines them. Defines them on a lot of the best albums ever list. And in 1972, the band decides to call it a day after releasing seven albums in four years. John Fogarty established himself as someone who could go on and have a successful career. 
And a big thanks to Lance Ingram from yesterday's concert podcast, which is also a part of Pantheon Podcast Network. Definitely check out his show. It's where he opens his journal on more than 750 live gigs that he's seen, which is pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Well, that's it for May 28th then. On tomorrow's This Day Rocks, we're talking about a 60s package tour featuring some incredible bands where you'll hear firsthand from a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer about how it went down. Till then, though, take care.